the Neurocast from Truthsayers. At Truthsayers, we gather data on how people feel about a vast range of subjects using two methods, implicit and explicit. Using implicit methods, we capture reactions in the non-conscious part of the brain, the place where our emotions and feelings are formed. These are the drivers that guide our behaviours and attitudes. In this episode of Truth Sayers Neurocast, I'm delighted to welcome one of our specialist advisors, Dr. Alistair Good, to explain more. Welcome, Ali. Thank you. Good to be here. Alistair is a cognitive scientist and also a member of the Truth Sayers Advisory Board. And perhaps you could just tell us why you're uh, involved with Truth Sayers um, and and what you think it's bringing from an academic and psychological point of view for organisations, why it's helping them. Sure. I mean, I've, I've been involved in implicit testing now or, or you know, in, implicit research for God, nearly 30 years. I'm involved with truth science because I think there's a, a real role from that kind of the techniques in that, that space. I mean, it's just that people can talk about themselves, but they're always going to give a representation of themselves rather than actually their true beliefs. And I think what um, proper implicit testing does, which what truth says does is hugely important. In terms of implicit and explicit, the problem I've always found in business is that there's a lot of conflation between the idea of conscious and subconscious and implicit and explicit. And I was chatting to a professorial friend of mine, and we were sort of kicking around the idea of, you know, what, how could we describe it? You know, what, what is this difference? And we were talking about Hannibal. Most people know Hannibal as being the chap who took elephants across the Alps to um, vanquish the, uh, or part vanquish the Roman Empire. And the elephants weren't only like his means of transport, so they were actually his terror weapon, because he used to line them up and then charge them at the enemy and flatten them. That was the plan. However, an elephant is a wild animal. So they used to feed it quite a noxious concoction of kind of fruit juice and alcohol, and basically get the animal very, very drunk indeed, then plop a little chap on top, and the guy would sort of hit it on the back and sort of get it to go in the direction he wanted to. And then sometimes it would, sometimes it wouldn't, you know. But we sort of came on this idea of like sort of Hannibal's elephant and the rider being like the way the mind works. And think of yourself self, and think of the bit that you know of yourself, the conscious bit, as being like the rider. And that's a bit how the mind works about implicit and explicit. Explicit, think of the rider as being knowing, understanding, and having intention. But you've got this implicit side, all these other processes that go on beneath the level of conscious awareness that can basically take you off in lots of directions, get you to do things, get you to believe things that you may not necessarily think you actually want to believe. That's great, great explanation. <laughs> You know, from our point of view um, on the Neurotech platform, we're, we're very much taking implicit responses, but also at the same time taking explicit responses and comparing the two, overlaying the two. And, and, and as you have said in the past, um, cognitively, most of our explicit and implicit responses will line up because we're saying how we feel. The interesting and the difficult part or or the enlightening part is where the implicit feelings don't match the explicit sayings that people are are, are giving. And I think that's the area where people need to start looking at and therefore why it's so important that we do actually try to get implicit responses from people as well as their explicit. Yeah. I mean, one of the finest examples I think I ever came up with in my career was working for a fantastic charity called uh, Changing Faces. Um, and they support people with a facial disfigurement. And we did some work for them um, quite a few years ago now, basically showing that, you know, if you ask people, you know, do you, just, do you discriminate against people or do you react to people differently depending on how they look? And of course, everybody said, no, of course we don't. 
and you did this kind of you know implicit testing and there was a huge huge bias i mean stronger than any other bias that had been found at the time i mean so much so that it was so strong that yeah. people probably um were aware how difficult they were finding to do the task and they would have noticed but they still didn't report it because they just yeah. know it was socially unacceptable to sort of say yes i find this person looks odd and i find it really hard to say that they're a nice guy and I think when we're talking about um, implicit reactions like that uh, and reaction time, what we're talking about really is, is an indirect method of measuring how people feel yeah. as, as opposed to asking them. Because as you quite rightly say, if you ask people a question, it's not socially acceptable to give the wrong answer. Yeah, we all have a social mask that we put on to present ourselves. A chief executive said to me the other day that um, discrimination is becoming more covert because people are more aware that they shouldn't say things. That doesn't necessarily change their attitudes, but actually people are less open about being discriminatory. And to me, that, that's quite a dangerous situation because far from reducing discrimination in the workplace, what we're really doing is, is almost burying it People know they have these biases and they can't help them having these biases, but they find lots of lovely little strategies to try and kid themselves that those biases don't exist. Yeah, and of course, explicitly, you can, you can actually hide those biases, can't you? Simply in the way that you answer a question. Yeah. Which is I mean, why, you know, it, it's so important from our point of view. And, and like yourself, I'm very passionate about uh, implicit techniques and implicit yeah. testing because I think I've seen over the, the sort of 12 years that I've been doing it that we uncover things that simply organizations didn't realize what was happening yeah and i think but also you know from research point of view that people tend to be overly positive when they're answering questions directly for, yeah. for all sorts of reasons um because they want to please the, the person who's asking the question or because they think they shouldn't say various things and that i think is particularly relevant in the corporate situation. Sure, I mean, particularly in terms of implicit testing, there's lots of social reasons as to why people don't feel compelled to say the right thing. Um, there's lots of other reasons that they're just not aware, because we're asked, often asked the brain to do lots of complex things. You know, our, our intuitive mind may be able to throw out sensations that sort of guide our behaviour. We may be able to sort of verbalise what those um, feelings are, what, what motivates those feelings. That's great. Thanks very much for talking to us today, Alan. And uh, great pleasure. we'll see you soon.